Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Happy WrestleMania Day, since WrestleMania is getting underway later tonight. First of three days of that. Real quick before we jump in with the guests, some show notes if you are looking for some wrestling. There's so many shows in Tampa, I cannot possibly name them all. So if you are in Tampa Bay, go find yourself a wrestling show. There's lots and lots and lots happening. Also tonight, WCWO running in Indianapolis at the Outlaw Arena. PSW in Piedmont, Alabama. WrestlePro in Palmer, Alaska. MFPW in Paulsboro, New Jersey. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio and Brew City Wrestling in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Tomorrow night, BMFX in Lafayette, Indiana. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. AWF in Simmons, Alabama. WrestlePro back on it during their week-long tour in Palmer, Alaska. RWE in Newport, Arkansas. KZW in Somerset, Kentucky. WWA in Owensboro, Kentucky. DCW in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, H2O in Williamstown, New Jersey, ACW in Vail, North Carolina, AWP in Uvalde, Texas, AWR in San Marcos, Texas, and Metroplex happening in Bedford, Texas tomorrow. Lots of independent wrestling happening. Find yourself some if you are near a show. Always great to be there live during WrestleMania week. Lots of excitement in the air. But I want to welcome our guest back to the program today. He was on last year around this time. He is coming back for a similar reason. The promoter of Pawcade, Chad French. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you having me. How's it going? Going really well. And... Like I said, we are a week and change away from Paul Cade 2. You didn't know at this point last year if you would run a second one. You are, and we're excited about it. I'm sure all the people planning to be there in person and all of the performers are excited. Can you tell us what kind of success you had last year with the original Paul Cade that led to having a second one? Well, last year we did pretty well. Uh, we were able to donate, uh, I think, about eleven to $1,200 plus a ton of uh, food and stuff for the animals at the animal shelter. Last year we split the uh, proceeds between the uh, Washington County Humane Society and the animal shelter. Uh, this year we're, everything's going directly to the shelter itself. Uh, we feel uh, we feel they're going to spend the money. It's not that the the humane society spent it wrong. We just we just feel they they're going to get the money quicker that way. So uh, yeah, we, last year did, we did really well, and uh, for some reason I signed up to do this again. Uh, I think I didn't take my medicine, and uh, now I'm back going crazy again. So well, for one, I am glad that you forgot the medicine because. I watched Paul Cade when it came up on IWTV, was very impressed with it, and the lineup this year looks to be very impressive as well. There's a lot of great independent talent on board. What can you tell us as it stands right now about the card going into Paul Cade 2? Well, uh, we have uh, we, we started with 15 matches, but we have still have 14 matches uh, coming up next Saturday night. Uh, everything from uh, hardcore to uh, UWFI style to uh, intergender matches to tag team matches, fatal four ways, triple threats, a dog collar match, 
we've got we've got pretty much everything lined up for next Saturday night. Hopefully, hopefully it goes a little more smoothly than last year. It's our second attempt at it. Uh, maybe this year we won't have a giant storm in the middle of it to take our power out. That's we're hoping for that. Now, when Larry D failed to ignite any pyro when things went dark, I was a little disappointed. But hopefully you won't have to worry about that at all this year. Well, we, we had an exorcist, exorcist come in after the show to make sure there were no more ghosts in the building. So I think we should be fine this year. I mean, I think. Now, it's 50-50. There could still be ghosts there. I don't know for sure. Larry did the best he could with in a bad situation. We uh, we got hit with some 50-mile-an-hour winds we were not expecting last year, and it uh, definitely was a problem. Hopefully this year it's going to go a lot smoother. Like I said, we got 14 big matches with a lot of great, talented young people, uh, veterans. We, we've got everybody coming this year. It's going to be a good show. Absolutely. Now, over the last few months uh, on our program, we've had people that were part of Paul Cade and – Inevitably, we would bring up Paul K to them, and it has gotten a lot of great response from the people that were on the show last year. And I know they were also looking forward to this year. When you uh, decided to do the second one, as the promoter, what kind of response were you getting from the performers? Did you see an uptick in people asking to be part of it? Did you get a lot of people that were on last year uh, checking to make sure they were still booked with it? What was kind of the performer side of it? As as soon as I put the idea out there, I, I got responses from people. There's, there's, I mean, animals are near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. So as soon as people find out that that's what you're doing it for, they immediately come out and try to help. We've got, we've got lots of people coming out from last year. We've got some new faces. Uh, we're, we hope to have a good mix of people. Uh, we went back to the well on a couple gimmicks, uh, brought some new ones in. Uh, Levi Everett, who was in our main event last year, is back in the main event this year. Assuming, now I'm going to put this out here now, he did have a, a, a head injury yesterday at one of the uh, GCW events. Somebody did a uh, flippy-do off the top and landed directly on his skull. So as long as he's cleared, he will be in the main event next Saturday in a Amish street fight. We're calling it Amish Street Fight 2 Justice Rules because he's going to be taking on former WWE guy, the very last Black Craft champion, the guy that killed uh, Pinhead on that show, Matt Justice. So that should be uh, – that's the one that the insurance company's worried about. I can understand that. Now, I've been on the bandwagon of Levi Everett since very early on in his career. Always enjoy watching him and seeing him progress. Uh, For the people that aren't familiar with Levi, uh, he's not burst onto the national scene yet, even though I think he's got the potential to do so. Putting him in the main event for both Paul Cades, obviously you see a lot in him. How would you describe Levi Everett to people that... He's just a fine, young Amish man that sometimes gets a little crazy. I mean, he's a, he's a polite, gentle, nice young man. It's just sometimes you hit him the wrong way, and he's going to come at you. I mean, that's entertaining to me. Plus, the man can churn some butter. Probably one of the best churners I've ever seen. I would concur, and he also builds a very nice birdhouse. I've heard his when he shows up to a barn raising, it gets done twice as fast. Now, that's not verified by anybody. I'm, this is just rumors that I'm hearing through the Amish community that comes through Salem, Indiana. Well, being here in Seattle, they don't call me on the phone to let me know these things, of course, so I can't verify it either. Well, the the... The Amish people around here, they, 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 they love the guy. And, and quite frankly, I do too. He's a, he's a, he's a fine young man. Uh, we, we, we really hope that he's going to be able to compete next Saturday. I specifically told him that he needs to make sure that he is 100% because if he's not, then I'll personally hurt him myself because we, we, we don't want anybody hurt. We don't want anybody injured. We don't want anybody to go out of their way to kill themselves for this show. 
no matter how much we want it to be good. Uh, so we've got backup plans in place, which I'll, I won't divulge here, but rest assured, next Saturday night our main event is going to be a classic. And actually, our opener is going to be a classic because we are the very first match on this show. We're starting out with Nolan Edward taking on Kerry Awful in a dog collar match which should be a barn burner, not to bring up Levi again. But, yeah, it's going to be Kerry Awful, former member of the Carnies, now a businessman, will be putting up his Kerry uh, Awful mask that he's worn for years and years against Nolan Edward in uh, a student versus teacher matchup, which I'm really super excited for. And that's what we're starting the show with. Uh, that excites me because it's, fans of this show know I once officiated a carry awful match back when he was a dog and that match happened to be a bull rope match which is similar to a dog collar match I can attest that he is very very good in that situation I think you have a potential show stealer right out of the curtain that sounds like an amazing match but hopefully Kerry won't revert to his previous dog ways and do questionable things to anyone's leg. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping he does. It'll be worth it. Well, I guess it's not I'm not wrestling. My I'm just calling the show. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Kerry's, a, Kerry's something, man. He, he, he can revert back at any point and be he's – a, he's a wild man. We've got – I'm so excited about this show. Like I said, we've, we're going to have 14 matches – and each one of them is a little bit different than the last. And I think that's the best part about pro wrestling. Like, it's a circus. If you don't like the lion tamer act, you can see the clowns. If you don't like the clowns, you can eat the, watch the fire eater. You know, it's, it should be – hopefully we've got a good show lined up for you like that. I mentioned, of course, that the first one was available on IWTV, which I watched and enjoyed immensely last year. Is there a plan in place to have that for the second one, or is there another way yeah. that fans yeah. out of the yeah. area it's can watch the show? It's definitely going to be on IWTV. Last year they gave us a, uh, a a live premiere. It was like at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. It, it wasn't the best possible spot, but we had a lot of people watch it. A lot of people enjoyed it. There were some. Uh, we 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 did have a few criticisms, which you know you're bound to have. But we tried we tried to correct all that stuff this year, and we're hoping. We're hoping they give us another live premiere this year. If not, then it'll go up on the on-demand site underneath the Paradigm Pro Wrestling uh, category on IWTV. Uh, you can sign up using Paradigm for that. Um, uh, but we have a lot of people from last year's show returning for this year. Like the other person in our main event last year, IWTV's Wrestler of the Year, John Wayne Murdoch, is back this year. He'll be taking on Flash Thompson, uh, Salem, Indiana's own Flash Thompson. Uh, actually, we have all the rejects, minus Satu Jin. He, he, he's not going to be able to attend. But we've got Akira. We've got Reed Bentley. Reed Bentley. Uh, we have all kinds of fun people on this show. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. We've got, we're, like I said, we're only eight days out, and my, and my hands are still shaking. So. <laughs> Understood. Now, uh, last year's show happened to be 7 o'clock Pacific time, which was great for me. Um I know a lot of people like myself are familiar with uh, the promotion in general and hopefully are learning about Pawcade. If there are people that are not near Salem, Indiana, that want to help the actual cause besides just watching the show on IWTV, is there a way that they could contribute uh, monetarily to the charity and help you guys out, even if they aren't going to be able to physically be anywhere near the show. Yeah, uh, I don't have the uh, the the PayPal address on me at the moment because I'm not, actually not at the house. But uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at MW Territory. Just just hit me up on there, and I can and just I'll DM you, and we can get stuff taken care of that way. Uh, uh, like we 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 appreciate anybody even sharing the flyer. Not even donating money. Donating money's fine. Buying tickets is great. Obviously, we're, we're happy with all that. But even if you could just share the flyer, that's uh, something that would help us out tremendously. I do know the ticket you uh, email address. The ticket address is 
tinyurl.com backslash Paul K2. Really easy to remember. Tickets are still available now. Uh, front row's gone. Uh, second row's only got 13 tickets left. So uh, we've got we, – we capped the tickets at 150. Uh, we're doing pretty well right now. I'd like to sell – I'd like to sell 150. So uh, the more money we make, the more money we can give to these animals. And uh, I didn't say it earlier, but the Salem, Indiana uh, uh, Animal Shelter is a no-kill shelter. But it doesn't receive any public funding. So everything they get, dog dog food, cat food, blankets, any of that stuff, all comes from donations like ours and the good people that are able to donate. So uh, if yeah, if anybody wants to donate, just hit me up at, at MW Territory on Twitter, or buy a ticket and then donate the ticket. I don't care about that. Tinyurl.com backslash Paul K2. Anything we can do for these animals, we're, we're going to try to do it for them because uh, uh, my wife is a huge animal lover. I pretend to hate animals, but there's one laying on me right now. So <laughs> it's just it's just it's it's just, it's just going to be a fun event, and I hope it's for. Uh, it's for a good cause, and I hope people support it like like they should. Well, you just talked me into purchasing a couple of tickets to donate. I can't be in Salem, Indiana next week, but I am happy to pick up a couple of tickets and donate to some people. So you at least have two that happen that way. Oh, that's amazing. We appreciate it. And like I said on Twitter the other day, I don't care if people buy tickets. And have me write their name real big on them and set them empty. It, it has zero to, as long as those edibles get that money, I could care less. <laughs> I'll put I'll put pictures of Kevin Garnett in each picture. I don't care as long as we can get these edibles some uh, some much needed help. As a Celtics fan, I wouldn't mind that. But um, no, I will I will definitely donate a couple tickets for sure. You're a Celtics um, fan out in Seattle? I am. Yes. Wow. There, there's some of us out here that like the Celtics. It's not like we have a team in Seattle. Yeah, God bless the Supersonics. Yeah. I'm getting now, old. I remember I remember when they were hot, man. Mid-90s, Kent Payton, Steve Shuffler. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I remember. <laughs> now, in the uh, history of pro wrestling, just in general, we've seen a lot of animals that were part of the shows. You had Matilda the Bulldog with the British Bulldogs. You had Frankie the Maw Call with Coco Beware. Ricky Steamboat had a Komodo dragon at one point. Uh, sometimes you would see uh, horses come to the ring on rare occasion, like uh, Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura on Saturday night's main event. Current day, uh, especially last year for Paul Cade, there were some animals out there. Uh, some of the wrestlers brought their dogs. I believe that maybe uh, Billy Starks had Thumper the Rabbit. Uh, but there are some animals that are making the rounds of the independent circuit. Do you think that, by and large, uh, wrestlers bringing animal mascots to the ring will start to kind of pick up now that you kind of open that door for them to introduce that? I'm you, it's definitely a thing that's starting to come back. Akira, who's going to be on our show this year, uh, brought his dog last year, but now he brings his dog to the ring pretty much every time he goes out there. His dog, Coda, who will be at Pawcade. Coda will be at Pawcade. I don't know if they'll be signing pawtographs, but he'll definitely be there. Uh, we've got a couple other people bringing their animals. Uh, Billy Starks, uh, I believe Thumper's signing autographs for sure this year. So that's a big time. that's a big-time first. I don't think he's ever done a signing before. We've got several people bringing their dogs, and dog or pets are welcome. Like, if you, you don't have to be on the show to bring a pet this year, just bring a pet, enjoy it. Try to try to keep it. You know, don't bring a lion. I hope that everybody, every pro wrestler, starts bringing an animal to the ring. I, I miss Jake the Snake. You know, when I was a kid, that was a, that was a fairly common occurrence. And now, the only people I really remember doing it lately. I mean, Akira does it, and. Uh, uh, remember a guy at Paradigm brought a snake and it peed in the ring once. Other than that, I, there's not a whole lot of people doing it, but I think it's one of those trends that will catch back on. Everything is old and new again at one point. In my career, I've only had one snake draped across me, but that, that was enough for me. Yeah, that, that, that seems like a, a big enough number for me as well. I'm not a huge snake person. Not that I didn't like snakes. I just didn't like one that being 
forcibly draped on me in the middle of a ring, but no. social media been as far as Paul Cade goes? 
I'm hoping it's helping us sell tickets. I mean, it's it's really hard to tell. I couldn't imagine doing it 20 years ago because honestly, I'm not. I haven't hung up a flyer yet, and we're selling tickets. So obviously, social media is working a little bit. Like I'll be hanging up flyers next week, but as of right now, I haven't. Uh, locally, I don't know. I don't know how many tickets I've sold locally. Everything I sell has been good people from Texas and Ohio are all driving up here just for this show. So social media has obviously made a connection with somebody. And I, I don't know if it's uh, it's the card that's drawn them in or uh, people just like to be a part of things or if uh, animals are just uh, something that people just are so passionate about that they're willing to travel and all this stuff. It's really hard to tell, but you can't deny that social, without social media, I wouldn't have sold a ticket so far because I honestly, I honestly have not been out been able to do that uh, We've got to, we've got a busy week planned next week uh, between putting flyers up, posters, and all that stuff. And uh, my wife's actually has, having surgery on Tuesday, so last year she was the MVP of the show. She was running out and doing stuff while I was setting things up. Literally could not have done it without her. And this year she's not going to be there, so it's <laughs> going to be really hard this year. Uh, but uh, without Pam, there's no way Paul K one gets done, and there's definitely no way Paul K two gets done. Uh, without 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 her being supportive and uh, and let me do dumb stuff with wrestling all the time, this would not happen. So uh, yeah, without without her, uh, even with even with all the social media outlets in the world, the shows would not have gone down. So I believe, if I remember correctly, she was directly involved in the creation of Paul Kate. She uh, with, with she uh, hurt. It's I thought about running a show, and, and then uh, she was the she was the one that brought up, hey, the animal shelter needs this, animal shelter needs that. So that's why it became a 100% a benefit show. I was just going to run a one-off garbage show just to get it done, just to do it once, and then never think about it again. And then we did so much good stuff for the people of the shelter and the Humane Society last year. Because 100 percent because of her, uh, she she was the one that wanted to do Effie last year, uh, bring in Effie and Effie versus Calvin Tankman killed it. Uh, I mean, she listens to me talk, <laughs> which you're finding out now that could be an issue sometimes. But uh, without her, none of this stuff happens. Period. Well. It- at this point in time, my co-host QT Vokes is standing by, and I think QT has some questions about Paul Cade as well, so I'm going to pass things to him. All right. Well, thank you, Sign Guy. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Mr. French. I uh, appreciate you guys having me, really. Well, Chad, I saw your YouTube video entitled Paul Cade Loyal Rumble. Uh, that that way it was held last year, and at the two minute and thirty one second mark, the song "Who Let the Dogs Out" came on while the wrestlers were in the ring. My question is, do you remember who sang "Who Let the Dogs Out"? Well, you I'm forty one years old. It was the Baja Men. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm well within I'm well within that age group. This year, however, it will not be the Baja Men. We uh, were we were given permission by Eve Six's Twitter to do that Hard in the Blender song as our as our Paul K theme song. So we're gonna play that as much as possible. They gave us permission to do it, so we're gonna run with that. They can't sue us now. They already gave us permission, so that might be the song that we hear for every five seconds this year. Now, are the truth? Are there any truths to the rumors from my wrestling sources out in Shelton, Washington, that you yourself? Tried to contact one of the members of the Baja Man to be here, be to be there last year. Uh, the Baja Man. It's uh, I don't know I don't know where you're getting your information. That is patently true, but you uh, you shouldn't tell anybody that. I actually now have a restraining order against me by all 72 members of the Baja Man. So yeah, apparently I wouldn't leave lot, them alone. They've had a lot of lineup changes, haven't they? Yeah, they've had a, they've had several members. In fact, I was a Baja man for four hours in 1999. Really? Yeah, wow. that's why they don't let me in. The whole thing's it's it's a big it's a big to do. I won't go into the whole backstory, but but yes, it's true. I did try to contact the Baja man. So. 
Oh, okay. All right. So my wrestling sources in Shelton, Washington were correct. They oh, appear okay. to be correct on this one on this one occasion for sure, yes. Oh, okay. Man, that's a, you know, I'm I'm just on a side note, the Baja men have had a, as many lineup changes as the village people, another band that I admire. I can I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, okay. Well, did you ever see the the uh, village people in the movie Down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer, Life of Boulder Submarine? I remember. Submarine? The only thing I remember about Down Periscope, Periscope is the lady's uh, shirt being too small and her bosom being exposed. Because I was like 15, so honestly, that's all I would remember from that movie. Yes, uh, Kelsey Grammer had the crew of the submarine lined up on the pier. And it was a day before they were to participate in a war games in Charleston Harbor. And as he is going among his crew, he looked at Lieutenant Lake. That was a lady in the movie, Lieutenant Lake. And he said, Lieutenant Lake, you're almost out of uniform. That would be the, that would be the part I remember. That was the one. Oh, okay. Yes. I was, I was, was more of a McHale's Navy fan myself, but. Oh, okay, McHale's Navy. Yes, that was yeah. very good. How about how about CPO Sharky? Do you ever go on the on YouTube and look up old videos of CPO Sharky? Uh, no, that that I do not do, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I got two kids. I'm not allowed to watch anything on YouTube except what they want to watch. All right. Well, now Chad, do you recall in the movie Down Periscope where they were running silent? And all the crew was was uh, th- there was a nuclear submarine searching for them. And Buckman, the cook, had an unfortunate incident of eating too much and letting out some gas. You remember that? I don't recall that. Was that the fat guy from Mad TV? <laughs> I'm not sure, but they were supposed to be running silent. And well, he let he to to coin an expression, he lets out a Bronx cheer. Much to the dismay of Kelsey Grammer. Well, a wise man once said it'd be like that sometimes. So, this is now officially the third longest conversation I've had about this movie. So, congratulations. <laughs> oh, okay, the first, well, two, we first two went off the rails, but this one I feel we got going. Oh, okay. Well, we do ask the tough questions on this show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Chad. Do you recall who the wrestler in the red trunks was that started out this video? Uh, there are three. He threw three wrestlers out of the ring, and he looked like Samoa Joe. Do you recall uh, that was, wrestler? Was he was he a was he a, a, a large gentleman with a with a goatee? Yes. Yeah, yes. I believe that was Big D. He came out when he first came out in the show. He had a lunch. He had packed a lunch. And he had chips and stuff with him when he brought, came out. He ended up winning it from the number one position. Oh. Well, yeah. do you agree with my assessment that he moves in the ring like Samoa Joe? He moves He moves in the ring. I don't know if he moves 100% like Samoa Joe. But I will tell you this little bit of information. While he was in that match last year, and this is probably going to bring down the entire interview, his mother passed away. Oh. Three oh miles away from where he was wrestling. So when he oh, left the boy. ring, he found out that his mother passed away. He oh, stayed in that entire not... match. His mother passed away while he was in the match. And, uh, yeah, she was uh, three miles away when uh, when he won the match. So he immediately no. left. I'm pretty sure he was still wearing his red trunks when he left. He'll be back this year. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's good. Now, do you predict he'll have the same success that he did as last year? Do you predict well, this? He w- well, he won't be in the Rumble this year. This year he's going to be in the we're calling Big Trouble in Little Salem. It's uh, sponsored by a man who called himself Kurt Russell. We don't believe that's who it is, mainly because I asked for a Snake Plissken autograph photo, didn't receive one. But he will be in that match. Big D will be taking on a man named Big Cuz, who was the runner-up in the Loyal Rumble last year, and another man named Big Purse. So, yeah, he might he might have the same success. I don't know. Every person in the match is huge. It should be interesting. 
Oh, okay. Now, since speaking of big people, were you a big fan of Big Worm? Big Worm in the movie Fridays. Big Perm? Oh, Big Worm. Yes, I, w- I was a fan of Big Worm. He was a he was a hardworking <laughs> individual doing his job, and uh, Smokey definitely. That Smokey was in the wrong. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. Yes, I, I I have a feeling that your one of your favorite parts of that movie was when Big Perm said, "What do you want, fat boy? Give me some chili Fritos." <laughs> that was that, that, that in my. That actually was one of my favorite parts of that movie. Actually, the entire movie was probably my favorite part of that movie. It was a really now, good movie. Now, speaking of which, what did you think about the passing of Debo, Tiny Zeus Lesnar? Who was in that movie as Debo? Well, I mean, you, you hate to see anybody pass away as young as he was. I mean, it's sad. But he was uh, probably he was a he was a good, solid actor. Played President in the Fifth Element. I'm pretty sure President of the Galaxy. Uh, he's a fine, fine actor, but terrible wrestler. Really bad. But I'm still sad that he's not around. What did you think about the moment when Hulk Hogan hit him in in the back with a chair, and all he all uh, Debo, Zeus did was kind of straighten up, slowly look at Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan started to have a look of panic on on his eyes. Do you remember this seminal moment? When I was a child, I was I was terrified for Hulk Hogan. But now that I'm an adult and realize some things, I was I was kind of hoping Zeus messed him up. Now, now if this happened today, I would be totally rooting for Zeus. Oh, okay, all right. Well, Mister French, have you yourself participated in any TV interviews that were live from the Salem Animal Shelter? I have not. No, I I, I have a face for radio. So it's best that I stay off the television as much as possible. Okay. All right. Well, Chad, at intermission in Parquet 2, will you be running any family guy videos for the kids on a projector screen that features one of America's most beloved dogs, family guys, Brian Griffin? Actually, uh, no, we won't. Uh, We might. When Brian died and they replaced him with that Italian dog, we might re- roll some videos of him. I think he was I think he was highly underrated, and it's a it's just another example of America's uh, hatred of Italian Americans. I think it's I think it's bigoted and wrong. So we're gonna run the we're gonna run whatever that dog's name was instead. I don't think he had a name, but I did like the that like the Brian's replacement. I'd give you that. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Chad. Can you tell us about a wrestler, Bradley Prescott the Fourth, who will be participating in the four-way match next Saturday? Doesn't he go like five foot eleven, two hundred and ten pounds? Uh, he's Bradley somewhere Pres- in that vicinity. He's somewhere in that vicinity for sure. The the natty light heavyweight. He's he's a talented young man. The ace of Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Main evented Paradigm Pro Wrestling's first collective show in October against Matthew Justice. Uh just just a super smart kid. Very handsome. Uh I'm pretty sure he's loaded. He says he's loaded. I believe him. Uh just just can't say enough good things about Bradley. And he's sponsored by Natty Light, which as soon as this interview is over I'll probably be enjoying several of. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. Well Chad in an iconic moment in dog movie history, in the movie Lady and the Tramp, the male dog and female dog are at an Italian restaurant, and the male dog rolls a meatball toward the female dog. My question is, will we see this scene reenacted at intermission at Parquet 2 with Carrie Offal playing the part of the male dog? I'm going to assume that Carrie's night is going to be pretty rough already by that point due to already okay. having been in a dog collar match. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because anything could happen in the WWF, but I'm going to say probably not. It, it might. It could, but I doubt it. I doubt it very seriously. Okay. That Okay, that's uh... – the uh, Lady and the Tramp. How about, will any wrestlers reenact any scenes 
from an early Tom Hanks movie, Turner and Hooch. Actually, as as the the gimmick for this show, when we release the the flyers for the show for individual matches, one of them is Shooter and Mutt, which was directly influenced by Turner and Hooch. In fact, the original poster for it had Tom Hanks in the background. So it's very possible that someone's going to say, this is not your room in that match. I'm not going to say who it's going to be, but it's possible that that could happen. Huh. Wow. Hey, now that's, a, that's wow, fantastic. I thought, okay, very good. All right. Oh. Well, Chad, can you tell us about the match that has Lexus Montez going up against Jay Washington? Is this a battle of two cruiserweights, which means both wrestlers are at or under the 180-pound limit. Can you tell us about this matchup? I think this is one of the most underrated matches on the card. Zay uh, Washington is one of those names that is going to be out there in the next couple of years as a as a huge star. Same with Lexus Montez. I think this this could be one of those matches that steals the show with without a doubt. Two talented young men that are going to go out there and try to prove to everybody that show that this is why they should have bought a ticket. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Chad, did you yourself have a dog mascot at your junior high, junior high or high school? I did not. Uh, our mascot was a musketeer. I guess they could have made a doggy musketeer, but they did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, Chad, it was good talking with you, but as of all Fridays, I must get prepared for my shoot job, uh, which starts at uh, 4 o'clock. Um, I am going to close by saying I hope to meet you one day, and also, for the sake of dog charity, I can reenact that lady and the tramp scene with you, with me taking on the male dog and rolling the meatball. That's, that's one of my goals. That's fine. I love meatballs. Be honest with you, uh, I'd be perfectly fine with that. All right, back to you, Sunday. Thank you, QT. Well, Chad, obviously you have the dog collar match with Carrie uh, Awful uh, last year. I was a bit nervous going into Paul Cade because Sean Kemp had not been. Uh, booked for it until late in the game when he uh, became available. He, of course, the first dog wrestler, I believe, to be in Paul Cade, now followed by Kerry Offal. Of all the dog wrestlers in independent wrestling, do you see anyone out there that needs to come in for Paul Cade 3? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. But the number one wrestler we probably need as far as animals go, we probably need to get Alley Cat in at some point. She's got connections to the Midwest, and she's a cat. I mean, they're, we're, we're going to help kitties out too. So I think Alley Cat might be the, the, the one we try to reach out to next year. She's quite good. I definitely I think she'd be a good addition. Now, to keep Thumper company when Billy Starks is in the ring, you might consider booking Bad Bunny. If I could, if I if I thought I could get Bad Bunny, I would get Bad Bunny immediately. Apparently, he's he, he moves he moves tickets, and that's 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 okay with me. Anybody that can sell a ticket, I'm good with. So looking for entertainment goes. Uh, it's worked in the past. I don't know area to area how successful it is anymore. But have you been doing uh, that sort of? advertising for the show do you plan to do a newspaper or a magazine well, coverage are you looking at television and radio ads uh, how are you uh, we'll looking to promote a, a, after the social media uh we'll send out a, a, a thing to websites about the show going down i've already sent it to a couple they've uh, i mean some have put it up on their website uh, we'll definitely send the the pay, the local paper. will have something about it. Uh, there's a local radio station. We'll probably send something to them. Uh, Facebook's a huge thing as far as that goes. There's all kinds of local groups as far as that goes up around here. You can put uh, flyers and stuff there. Um, 
we're definitely going to try to hang some flyers up at local restaurants. Last year, it was it was kind of difficult because uh, surprisingly, not everybody wants uh, pictures of uh, wrestlers in their web in their restaurant. So sometimes it's a little more difficult, no matter what the cause is. But it is what it is. We'll we'll try to get out there as much as we can. Luckily, I, I I've got my own website, so I have no problem pushing my own agenda at all times. Now, obviously, uh, with Paul Cager donating to the animal shelter in Salem, Indiana, have you gotten uh, responses from animal-related businesses as far as uh, hanging up flyers in uh, those sort of like a pet shop or the um, animal supply stores, things of that nature? The only one that's close to us is tractor supply as far as animal supply. Anybody else is over, I mean, 45 minutes to an hour away from us. So if I could try it. I haven't actually tried going to, like, like the closest one I think is 45 minutes away. So I could try that. But there's also uh, there, the Jeffersonville Arena is 45 minutes away, too. So at that point, we're trying, we're trying to avoid competition with other promoters and other companies and trying to try to just stay in our little niche to not bother people so we don't get people pulled from our show for no reason at all so um as long as as long as tickets are moving uh i'll, I'll just i'll just stay the course and last year we had a good walk-up business with very li- limited stuff so hopefully we're going to do good walk-up again this year anytime there's a bunch of cars parked in front of a place there's always some people going to show up for sure that's very, very true. Now, last year, in addition to the wrestling matches, uh, people were able to enjoy some great food at the food trucks that you brought in. There were um, the chances to get your uh, pet's nails trimmed uh, through the local groomer that showed up. Are those things going to be part of Paul Cade 2 as well? Yes, yes, they are. Yeah, there's going to try to make this kind of a consistent thing. We, First of all, having food food trucks there keeps me from having to, you know, try to sell hot dogs to people for no reason. Uh, last year we had a couple food trucks out. They did really well. Uh, we've got one out this year. They're going to they're gonna serve tacos. People really love tacos, so hopefully that will do well for them. Uh, they're going to donate some money, uh, which will be nice. Uh, yeah, I, we're going to try to make this as pet-friendly and as people-friendly as possible because we want everybody to have a good time, even if you don't watch every single match, which, you know, 14 matches is a lot. But, you know, we want people to have a good time and enjoy themselves. Obviously, uh, like we've been saying, it's a pet-friendly show, and a lot of the wrestlers brought their pets. I'm sure a lot of fans have their pets with them. I'm presuming there were no issues at all with the pets. Everyone was well-behaved, and all the pets were also enjoying the matches. Not one problem. Not one problem the entire time. We had uh, we had big, giant bowls for them to, the dogs to drink out of and all that stuff. We didn't have I, – I think I saw one pet poop. That was it, and they cleaned it up. So, Other than that, we had zero issues the entire time, which was nice. I think people realize that if your dog is your dog or animal is aggressive, it's probably not a good idea to take him around, take him out in public around. I don't know, kids and other animals. You would hope they would definitely think of that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure some people won't, but we haven't had a problem with it yet. So hopefully that will continue this year. I'm definitely hopeful of that as well. I know last year went pretty smooth as far as that goes especially considering you had a very, very a bad storm right in the middle of the show. So if that didn't startle anyone, then I'm sure it's smooth sailing this year. Yeah, I think the only person that startled last year was me. Larry D. looked a little bit rattled, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, man, they, they don't, I don't care how many years you've been in the business. When an act of God happens, you're not expecting it. Especially not when you're in the middle of a wrestling ring trying to focus on an opponent. Oh, yeah. Now, the setup last year at Paul Cade, I enjoyed very, very much. It was uh, 
it's more or less an outdoor venue, but there was a roof over the ring. Uh, it was covered, so it was protected from the elements. Uh, the fans had good sight lines. They were spaced out. Uh, this was still right in the uh, heart of the pandemic era. Things were just starting to open up a little bit so you could run. I really enjoyed the setup of Paul Cade. Uh, did you find that the actual setup of how the venue was, how the fans were set, worked for you? Are you going to continue that, or are you going to tweak it a little bit? We're pro- well, last last year, we're going to try to do the same this year. Uh, every Everyone that was seated near one another last year came together. So we're going to try to do that again this year. Uh, we're we're asking for masks again, obviously. Um, as far as the wrestlers go, either you've had the vaccine or a negative test. We're going to clean the ropes. Uh, the entire building setup should be fairly similar. It really helped because there's an actual gate there because they run animal shows there. They run, like, uh, 4-H county fair stuff there. So there's an actual pin where we can keep the wrestlers separated from the crowd, which we, which we really liked last year because we didn't want people slapping high fives and stuff like that due to the, the COVID outbreak. We prefer not to do that again this year. So I think uh, other than maybe some camera angle changes, it's probably going to be pretty close to similar. I just kind of walked around the ring for a while, not mentioning Kayla Cassidy and Hollywood Haley J by name, but a couple of people just kind of circled the ring for the most part. Um, there are a lot of people in that. Are we going to see a sequel to the Loyal Rumble? Well, there is a Loyal Loyal Rumble 2 this year. However, it's a little different because I'm not just ripping off the the Starcade name this year. I'm also ripping off Dusty Rhodes in another way. It's going to be called the Doghouse Stampede. Much like a Bunkhouse Stampede, it's going to become dressed as you are, bring whatever weapons you want. Now, these are not going to be lethal weapons, but there's definitely going to be some uh, shenanigans going on in that contest this year. We're not going to have nearly as many people but I think it's going to be just as fun. A lot of people liked that, that match last year. A lot of people hated it. It's it's just supposed to be good fun, and I, I think we're going to be able to pull that off again this year. Put me down in the category of loved it. Yeah, it, it, oh. it, 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 it could be an acquired taste. I thought personally, and this is me, uh, I thought it went on a bit too long. But when you have that many people, it's hard to you know it's hard to get everybody in and out. But this year we're do, we're going to do things a little bit different. Hopefully it runs more smoothly. And there, there's going to be surprises. We haven't announced everybody in it. You never you never can tell who might show up. Well, it it was a bit long, but there were a ton of people in that match, so I definitely enjoyed watching it myself. I say. People are invited to come dressed as they are. I'm going to throw out to everyone that is on the Paul Cade 2 roster, there is nothing saying you can't come out in a dog costume, like coming out dressed as Scooby-Doo or something. I would love to see that this year. There's nothing that says that. We actually had a man dressed as a cow last year, so you never can tell. I expect there's going to be a lot of Zubas and cowboy boots. You, know, you never can tell. I see what you did there, zoo balls, and they come dressed as an animal. I get it. There you go. I, I saw what you were throwing down, and I picked it right up. Well, Chad, we're getting kind of near the end of the show, and I want to give you ample time to plug and promote anything you want, um, all of the information we need for Paul K2, where we can – hear you do commentary on other independent shows, social media, anything you would like, floor is yours. Okay, real quick, we're going to run down the, the card real fast. I'm going to tell you where you can get tickets. Uh, Alex Kane, Charlie Cruel, uh, Sean Kemp, Freddie Hudson, uh, Akira taking on a mystery opponent in a UWFI, style, UWFI rules match, uh, New Way Pro Crossroads Championship, No Dime Miles versus Gary J, uh, Nolan Edward, Kerry Awful, Dog Collar Match, uh, John Wade Murdoch, Flash Thompson, Zay Washington, Lexus Montez, uh, Daddy's Money taking on Juicy Jimmy and Loki Havoc, uh, the four-way for heavy hitters, Adam Slade, Bradley Presser out the fourth, Isaiah Bronner, Anakin Murphy, 
Uh, Billy Starks against the Hoodfoot. Uh, Big Trevor Little Salem. Uh, MidwestTerritory.com championship match. Chase Holiday, Reed Bentley. Uh, main event, Matt Justice, Levi Everett. And, of course, the Loyal Rumble. You can get your tickets at tinyurl.com backslash paulk2. Uh, next Saturday, uh, doors open at 6.30. Show starts at 7. Uh, you can follow me at MW Territory on Twitter, MidwestTerritory.com. Also, uh, I will be at uh, KEPW Wrestling next Friday night on commentary. And the next and the, on the 23rd, I'll be at Ohio Wrestling Association for their next show. Uh, check us out. They'll be on IWTV as well. well. I think that's it, and I'm out of breath. Got it all in just in time. But I want to thank you very, very much for being with us one more time. I look forward to catching Paul K2 on IWTV. I definitely enjoyed watching last year. I look forward to it this year. And... I will definitely donate a couple of tickets to the cause. Happy to do so. And I wish you the very best of luck in that show. Hopefully you raise a ton of money, help a lot of animals. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Give my best to everybody out there at Paul K2 next week. And hopefully, Paul K3, maybe I can make it out there and catch it in person. Well, let's, let's hope we make it that far. I'm not going to doubt it at all. I'm just going to presume it will happen. But fans, definitely, if you're anywhere near Salem, Indiana, if you're in that Kentuckiana area, next Saturday make plans to be at Paul K2. It's going to be a huge show, a fantastic cause, great, great uh, place to watch wrestling. I think you'll enjoy it very, very much. So please support it. Pass the word around. Share the flyer. Let everybody know Paul K2 is happening. Watch it when it drops on IWTV. And we will talk to you later on Sunday afternoon. We'll be back with you with Max Sterling out of WCWO. And a week from today, we will be rejoined by former writer, noted author, pro wrestling fan, Gary Morgenstein. So join us for that. Everybody stay safe out there. Get out and support all of your local independent wrestling. And if you're in Tampa, hit as many of those shows as you can. Support all the independent wrestlers at WrestleMania week. Enjoy WrestleMania, and we'll talk to you soon.
I believe in 